0: Perfect. So, hello everyone. Um, thank you so much for being here today. I am so excited for our chat as I am a little bit selfishly excited to learn about this for my own professional development um, and also to help everyone else on the line um, learn about the different opportunities that program management has that maybe you didn't know about. Um, and so, you know, just a couple of quick housekeeping rules before I really get into the topic. Um, you know, please feel free to turn on your cameras, come off of mute. You know, we really love this to be an engaging conversation, and this is about you. Um, So we have half an hour. If you don't feel comfortable coming off of mute, please feel free to write your questions or comments in the chat, and, you know, we'll definitely do our best to get to them. Um, But if at any point you want to come off of mute, you can always hit hit the raise your hand function in the participant section, and then, you know, um, we'll be able to make sure that we definitely get to you. Um, And so then with that said, this is also being recorded. I will send a follow-up email with this recording, and so you will be able to watch this and share this afterwards. Um, And so um, with that, I want to introduce our very special speaker, Candice Quadros, who is a director of program management at Roku. Um, and so I'm gonna hand it over to you, Candice, to give us a little bit of an introduction. All right,
1: hi, good morning, good, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. I'm Candice Quadros and thank you, Nicole, for the lovely introduction. Um, as Nicole mentioned, I'm the Director of Program Management at Roku. I work on the Enterprise Engineering team at Roku. And you know we help solve um, problems with the uh, uh, you know, the, Our main goal for our team is to build automation of business processes at Roku and scale, help scale the company through consolidation and automation of uh, third-party tools as well as internal tools. Um, I've previously worked at Google and Microsoft and have um, more than 12 years of experience in the program management discipline itself, as well as technical program management. Uh, my background is, uh, you know, I do come from a... a a technical background I do have a bachelor's in computer engineering and a master's in computer science um, so I definitely come from a you know from core engineering background and uh, started my career as a software engineer and then moved into technical program management um, you know at uh, at my role in Microsoft um, i'm really really passionate about program management i've you know it, you know how one of the I think one of uh, the dream for everybody is to be able to find that passion, find that niche for yourself where, you know, you, um, when you, when you find the work that really speaks to you and the work that really resonates with you, it doesn't feel like work anymore. And um, you know, I finally found that uh, those, that, that field or that role that really speaks to me where uh, it doesn't matter how many hours I put in because I'm always, um, you know, I love doing this and um, i do want to spread the word about program management i think it's one of those it's one of those roles in the tech industry that not everybody knows of or even if they've heard of it they are not sure what it you know what a program management does or how a program manager can help their team so i you know that's that's the reason i'm uh, i love doing talks like these is to just get the word out more and show this as a career option to other people especially women that you know it's definitely one of those uh, one of those roles that um you'll find a lot more job postings nowadays, so it's definitely booming as a career option.
0: Thank you so much for giving that bit of introduction to program management. Um, because I know it's something that I've been really interested in and heard about a lot, you know, especially working with Power to Fly and dealing with so many technical um, roles. And so I was kind of hoping that you could talk a little bit about certifications. And if somebody's trying to pivot into program management, what does that look like? Where can you start? That's a loaded question, I know. So um, as much information as you, you think you can give us, that would be super um, helpful.
1: Um, so, you know my journey to program management was, uh, um, was wasn 't as straightforward as you would think um, because you know I was in a software engineering role and I had to move into program management um, so it isn't it isn 't the most straightforward because the skills that you need as a program manager are really pretty different from the skills that you would use as a software engineer um, and I personally didn't do um, I didn't do any certifications. I did do training programs that were available um, you know when I was at Microsoft um, before transitioning over to the program management role. But I do think certifications have a lot of value, um, especially for somebody who's trying to break into or really make a switch into this role um, because you know, you do need to bring something to the table, especially when you don't have that prior experience. And this is you're trying to, you know, really break into the role. Having those certifications and having those, um, you know, work that you've done that could speak to elements of program management on your resume could really kind of, you know, bump your resume up into the into the pool of candidates that the hiring manager would consider. Um, So absolutely, I think there's a lot of value in certifications. I myself didn't do any of the certifications like the PMPs um, or, you know, I do know that there's some more hardcore program management certifications. The one that I've done, though, are the Scrum Master Certifications. So I've done the Agile training. I've gone through quite a few Agile Agile programs and I've done the Scrum Master Certification. So I am a certified Scrum Master and that has helped um, you know, kind of help pivot into my role as a program manager.
0: Perfect. Um, so do you, I know you said you didn't do the PMP certification, but do you recommend the PMP Mm -hmm. as a gateway? Um, so,
1: you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it, it really depends you know, uh, there there isn't, I wouldn't say that there isn't, there is a perfect answer for whether the PMP is going to help you. Um, I, you know, I would say that there isn't any harm in doing the PMP and kind of using that as that stepping stone to get into the roles. Um, Although on the other side, I would say that, you know, more than um, the PMP does have value and the PMP could be that gateway, but more than that would be something which speaks to, Uh, the program management experience, some kind of projects that you could do at your current job, or um, if you're studying, then maybe there's some projects at school that you can do which show show elements where you can demonstrate that you did some pieces of program management in the job or in school, um, in different types of projects or different settings. And if you're able to speak to some of those experiences, that is... I would, uh, in my opinion, those are more valuable than um, the PMP, Um, you know. I think think it definitely would go hand in hand if you have the PMP and you're able to bring some of those experiences to the table, you know, that sort of can help be that winning combination which would help your resume stand out from the rest of the candidates. Um, But I do think that there is more value to those experiences that you could, you know, kind of add to your portfolio, add to your resume, kind of look for, uh, this is the way I did it, right? I was a software engineer and I wanted to become a program manager. What I did was I kind of tried to find sponsors. So I went to my manager who was my, you know, my software engineering manager at the time. And I told him about my aspirations to move to program management. He was super supportive. So that, you know, that was step number one is finding that network of sponsors who could, who would help support you on transition. If you don't have that, would you, you know, what, you could do is try to find work on your team within your current role, where you're kind of doing some of the program management pieces. So that was the, that was the reason I took the Scrum Master certification was I, I then um, kind of raised my hand and said, hey, I want to be the Scrum Master, you know, in the next, for the next sprint for a month. And, um, you know, that was one step which I did was like, you know, kind of get that Scrum Master experience on my resume. And then I took on initiatives inside of software engineering, which were, you know, really technical initiatives, but it involved a lot of coordination across the different scrum teams. And, uh, you know, I had to pull together a core team, work with eight different scrum teams, get representation from each of these teams kind of try to drive that initiative across these eight scrum teams. And that was, that was, you know, that's typical program management skills that you kind of bring to the table where you're driving a group of people that have, that come from different teams and you're kind of driving all of them to work towards this one goal. So that was the other thing that I did, which kind of, I then added it to my resume as a program management uh, experience that I could speak to. Um, So that's kind of the strategy. I use that strategy to, um, you know, make that pivot or make that shift into program management. Um, and I would say, you know, it, it wasn't the most straightforward thing. It did take a lot of patience. It did take a lot of, um, you know, work on my end because, um, you know, being a software engineer, I wasn't used to running meetings. I wasn't used to telling people, hey, you know, What's going on with this one thing? When are you going to get that done? What are the issues? What are the blockers? How can I help resolve these blockers? I wasn't used to doing that. And so there was a there was quite a bit of a learning curve. And there was a lot of growth that I would say during the time where I was playing these dual roles. Um, you know, like I said, the skills are so different from uh, like you know, what program managers do, you're, you have to be that high EQ person. You have to be able to read the room. You have to be able to communicate and help the, you know, basically there's going to be all these people in the room that have completely different communication styles. You're going to have to tailor your message so that each of these people are taking away the, the essence of what you want them to do. Um, you're you have to, um, you know, kind of get buy-in from all of these stakeholders, drive right? consensus, resolve blockers. So there's a lot of aspects to program management that if you're able to do at your current job and demonstrate, you're going to, you know, it automatically gives you that self-confidence that, yes, this is a role that I can do and I can be successful in, as well as, you know, it's something that you add to your resume and then you can say, hey, hiring manager, you know, I've, I'm not a program manager right now, but, you know, here's all of the things that I've done that, act, that are program management type of work. And um, you know, when you actually have the interviews, you can speak to those with real experiences, with real examples.
0: Yeah, I really, really love that advice. Um, and I think it's really helpful to kind of understand some of those stepping stones that somebody can take to get into those roles. Um, so we had a, a couple of questions that came in the chat and someone asked, can one switch the career without prior experience into a new company at all? So, um, you know, can, can they move into a new company as a, as a project, project manager? Somebody, sorry, everybody asked about product manager, I believe. Um, and so can they do that without any prior experience as a program manager? Excuse me, I'm most vocal.
1: Um. So, you know, it, again, it depends. There isn't a clear answer. I mean, if you're able to, if you're able to ace the interviews, it's, I think there's, there is a way to make that switch into a completely different company. Um, but you know that's only one step of the process, I would say, is that getting that job is, is definitely step number one. But you don't wanna just get hired, you wanna be successful as a program manager, you really wanna take your career to the next level as a program manager. So in order to do that, there's all these core competencies that I think you're gonna, you know, all these muscles that you're gonna have to flex um, and really get good at, um, so that you're able to take your career to the next level in program management. So um, although I do think that, you know, going back to the question, I do think that it, it's quite possible that you might be able to ace the interview and you know, really crack an interview and uh, make the switch into program management. But then once you're in the job, in the day to day rigor of program management, managing software teams, um, you definitely need to think about, well, what are what am I bringing to the table? What is my value add to this team? Um, and how do I help? drive these programs, drive these initiatives forward? Um, how do I help unblock these teams so that our eventual goal of you know, getting XYZ done is met? Um, and you know, in order to be really successful as a program manager, I have a few things that I call the program management toolbox that um, I think you know, is a set of core competencies that any program manager would need to bring to the table in order to meet that next level. And I'm, you know, happy to go into details about that, um, but also want to be mindful
0: of other questions. So Nicole. uh, Of course, Uh, thank you so much, Candice. So actually, I think this is a really good segue into that um, because Jeannie asked, you know, this might be a basic question, but what exactly is the difference between a program manager versus a project manager? And so this might be the perfect place to bring in your uh, program manager toolbox. Yes, yeah,
1: Um, so, You know, if I, I've worked with both project managers as well as program managers. Um, So the way, the key difference, and of of course, these roles also differ from company to company. So, you know, you might be at a company where project managers are the same as program managers. Um, The other, the other names that I've seen for sort of roles that fall into this space are portfolio managers. Um, I've also seen uh, People who function as product managers, but they have the title of program manager or project manager. So it's, you know, it's definitely, there's going to be differences from company to company and from industry to industry. So, um, but the, you know, the key differences that I see in, you know, in my experience and my opinion so far is that um, program managers are, they supervise um, long running programs or initiatives. And, um, these programs comprise of groups of projects. Um, so the difference that I see is project managers, they, they help drive individual projects forward, while program managers manage and drive programs forward. And the program is a collection of projects. Um, or they help drive these cross company initiatives, which are you know, collections of programs and projects. So, you know, another way to look at it is a program manager might focus on, you know, long-term business objectives um, because these programs are long running. So they're usually, you know, multi-year projects, they're multi-team projects, they're cross-functional, they're cross-disciplinary projects, uh, sorry, programs. Um, But uh, project managers, they work on um, these projects that have very clear timelines that are defined. So, you know, pretty typically they are, They are projects that run for many months. They have a very fixed budget assigned to it. They have very clear stakeholders and they have very clear goals. And so you have a timeline, you have a team, you have a schedule and you kind of, you know, kind of drive to that timeline and drive through those milestones to hit your schedule. Whereas a program is a little bit, you know, sort of the next level. So you're going from a project might be more tactical, whereas a program might be more strategic or visionary almost. Um, so you, you have all of these individual projects that you need to drive forward so that you get your program to success.
0: I hope that that answered, I know that there were a couple of people wondering about that. So hopefully that answered, but that definitely helped me understand the difference between a program um, manager and a project manager. So, you know, that they're basically comprised of projects under a program manager, but it's definitely more of a high level view. Yes. Um, yes. and pe- perfect. People are saying that that was very helpful. So awesome. And then we had a question come in from Anju and they were asking if you had any leads on projects which need volunteering in a program manager role that you know of. And, you know, I kind of want to piggyback off of that. And maybe if there's a way somebody might be able to get that kind of experience if it's not in their own company um, where they might be able to eventually apply that. Um, they said that they took a three-year sabbatical to take care of their younger one, and it's, they're finding it difficult to get back into the workforce as they're asking for more relevant experience.
1: Um, so it, I, I personally don't have any, um, you know, I don't have any leads specifically that I could point to, but there's absolutely, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of volunteer jobs that you could take on, which would help. Um, sort of you know bring some of that relevant experience into your resume, and um, you know essentially, like I was saying right, if I go back to the program management toolbox, um, the way uh, you know there's inside of a tool be, you know when you open a toolbox you 'll see all these different layers right and the the bottom layer is those tools that you use pretty much. Uh, you know, once in a while, because they're right at the bottom. And then if you go to the middle layer, those are the tools that you use pretty frequently. But the top layer are the tools that you need every day. These are the tools that you're going to reach for, like nonstop all the time. Um, so if I think of the top layer of the things that, you know, the core competencies that a program management brings to the table, and if I have to think of the top three, um, you know, this, this is how I look at it. So the number one thing that I think would, you know, makes the difference between a good and a great program manager is ownership or the sense of ownership. So as a program manager, I think of myself as the owner, like period, there's nobody else. I'm the one, it's my, you know, I'm, I'm essentially driving this program. And if I'm not here, everything's going to fall apart. Um, So you, as a, as the owner, you have to think long-term and strategic. You are not thinking about just what, what needs to happen right now. You're thinking about how do I, you know, my my vision for this program, the success for this program is X, Y, Z. And there's all these things, all these steps along the way, but you're always keeping your eye on that, that prize, that end goal. And as, you know, as the owner, again, you're acting on behalf of the entire company. You're not thinking about just this one team. You're thinking long, you're thinking big, you're thinking strategic, you're thinking long-term. And as a program manager, you, you know, either I I, never say that that's not my job. Everything that is necessary to get your program to completion, you take on and you do. Um, So, you know, like at my current role, I have program teams that range from, you know, small teams of five people, as well as really big teams that are 50 people. Um, And as an owner, I think of these people that are in my core team as my resources. And so it's up to me to determine how I use these resources to get my program to success. So, you know, you're thinking, you're, you have that owner mindset. You're really thinking about how, um, as the owner, how do I use these resources that I have? How do I create the, the roadmap for my program? And, you know, what are the things that I need to do to get my, my prize at the end, you know, that, that vision accomplished? So that is that is really, I think of that as really the key, um, is that ownership mindset. Always thinking about yourself as the owner, not afraid to dive into the details and never saying that that's on my job, that's somebody else's job. Whatever needs to be done, you do it. You jump in, you do it. Um, second thing that I would say is the communication. Like, and I did touch on this earlier, is that effective communication, um, you know, Every person that you have on your core team is going to perceive information differently. You know, you say one thing, you will find 10 different versions of it um, that people take back with them. Um, some people like to see numbers, they're more data-driven. Some people are more, they want to see the human side or you know, what the human impact of an issue is. So pro, as a program manager, you need to understand all of these people that are part of your core team and adjust your style your communication style so that you're able to get your message across to all of these different people and the real the last thing is the number 3 that i would say is the bias for action so you know in business really speed matters because um, you know we're in a super competitive hyper competitive world today and uh, any delays on your program might actually impact the bottom line of your business And so you, as a program manager, you really need to have the bias for action. You you want to move fast, you want to move with speed. Um, For that, you need to understand the distinction between reversible actions and non-reversible, so irreversible actions. Um, So, you know, there are many decisions, many actions that you could take as a program manager, which are pretty much reversible. You know, there's things that you could do, there's shortcuts you could take that you can come back later on and fix. And these don't; these do not need extensive research or extensive amounts of data to make these decisions. Um, so you should be able to, you know, uh, kind of perceive the difference between reversible decisions and irreversible decisions, and have the bias for action. When, especially when you identify that something is reversible, you know, have the bias for action to really jump and you know, push push your program forward. Um, so you want to be you want to be you know, the risk taker, but you also want to make calculated risk decisions around, when you take those risks, you want to be calculative about um, how much risk, what is my risk tolerance? And um, is this going to have a long-term impact? Is this a reversible decision? Can I come back to this later and fix it? Um, but you know, always have that bias for action, always keep thinking about how do I, how do I push this program forward? How do I, um, you know, there's a blocker that I'm facing now, but how do I work around this blocker to keep my program moving forward and prevent it from being stalled? So yeah, so those are the three I would say, you know, those you know, if I think about the top level of what, what really separates a good program manager from the really great program managers is the ownership mindset, um, effective communication, and the bias for action. Those are the three that I live by pretty much every day with every program that I'm running.
0: And I, I love what you're saying, Candace, because I, I'm listening to you speak about this and I'm thinking, wow, does this not almost seem like being a parent and being a mom and having children and thinking about long-term planning? And, you know, if I, you know, feed them the wrong thing, will it have irreversible damage, you know, if I give them the wrong thing? So, you know, I want to challenge people on the line because this is a question that comes up a lot to really rethink the way you think about your time at home with your children, because you are learning so many valuable skills. And this is something that I say, and I will say time again, please don't ever take yourself out of the running, because there are so many things you are learning that other people don't have the opportunity to learn while being at home. So I feel like it comes up a lot as that it's a disadvantage, but I think it's a really great opportunity, especially if you want to get into program management maybe the people you are applying to work with or something may not see it like that but i do know that you know there are are a lot of things that you are learning that are valuable um and some people dropped in the chat actually some places you could look um i think uh, volunteer match was a place um so i just wanted to shout that out in case anyone's listening and then i know oh my gosh this is such a good conversation i love this we only have five minutes left unfortunately But um, I have somebody just said planning a wedding is
1: even a project and absolutely, oh my gosh, planning a wedding, Uh, you know, this, in fact, everything like life, I think of life now as a program that I'm running, (laughs) like my kids are my, you know, my programs that I'm running because I'm not thinking about, hey, what's going to happen in the next one year, two years, we're always thinking long term, we're thinking about, hey, you know, 20 years down the line. What is the life that I, what is the vision that I have for my children and what are the things that I can do now to get them, you know, to make that vision a reality? I mean, it might sound like um, I'm managing or micromanaging every aspect of my life, but I do want to set up my kids for success. So I'm doing everything I can right now to get them to that point. Um, So absolutely program management, project management, these are things that all of us are doing in our day-to-day life. It's a You know, how do you translate those? I think all of us have those skills. How do you work on those skills and how do you keep flexing those muscles to really make them better? And how do you translate that into your resume so that you can demonstrate that to hiring managers or even if you're already a program manager? How do you get better? Um, You know, how do you transfer some of that thinking that you're probably already doing at home with kids? or you know when you're planning your wedding any any big any big thing that you want to do in your life how do you translate that into your resume so that hiring managers um, also see that stand out
0: yes definitely thank you so much um, and i'm going to stop sharing so i can drop your LinkedIn in the chat because we have tons of questions coming in but you know one thing i wanted to get to in the in the last 3 minutes that we have is um, and i'm just going to stop sharing now so i can do that is Do you need a tech background to get into program management? Um, Again, this
1: is, you know, there isn't a a clear answer. So, you know, I wouldn't say a hard yes or a hard no. It really depends. Um, There's, if you look at uh, the, if you look at the job postings that you find um, on program managers or even, you'll, you'll sometimes see there are roles that are, technical program managers, and then you'll see program managers. So it really depends on which company you're applying to, um, because there's, there's, there are, so for example, when I was at Google, there were roles that were specifically technical program manager roles, Where you're working with, uh, you're working on a software engineering team, you're working with the software engineers every day. So you definitely need to have some kind of some, um, there, is a, there is a bar for the technical aptitude. That you know you would need to clear to be able to get hired as a technical program manager. But at Google, there's also roles that are just that are pure program management. These do not, there isn't a technical bar essentially that you need to um, ace to get the job. But um, if you're working in the tech industry, you know, you definitely want to bring a tech a mindset to the table. So you do want to, you do want to know what's happened if you're working on a product team, for example you do want to know what's going on in the industry around, you know, that product. What are, who are its competitors? What are the other, you know, what are the other companies doing in that, in that area? Um, What are the new advancements that are happening? So you do want to have your finger on the pulse. Um, So, you know, even if you're not, um, even if you're not like a super technical person, but you do want to know um, generally what's happening in the tech industry. Um, so, you know, having that sort of uh, the curiosity to know more, to learn more about what's happening when it comes to that particular product, that particular discipline, that would help take you a long way. Um, but again, like I said, right, it depends. So there's, there's definitely a lot of companies out there um, that do look for people that, you know, the technical background isn't, isn't a must. But you you do want to demonstrate those core competencies or those core skills that program managers uh, would need to have, not only to get hired but to be successful as a program manager. Um, and in fact, I, you know, I can give you an example from one of the program managers that I'm working with at RuPu. Um, you know, her background is finance, so she has nothing. She has um, she didn't come from you know, a tech company. She came from a completely, you know, finance-based background. But she's the most curious or the most, um, she has that growth mindset. So she's always thinking about um, how do I get better or how, you know, what what are the things that I can do to keep learning, to keep growing? So even within finance, she was working with tools that would help her do her day-to-day job. And by doing that, she actually became an expert using these tools. And so then, it was, then she took that beyond just using those tools that she had, but she started looking in the industry to see what are the other tools that are out there? What are some of the gaps that exist across these tools? Which are the other tools that would help my job better? So you know she started thinking about beyond just the tools at her work, what is it that's out in the industry? And that, you know, kind of having that growth mindset and thinking about not just what, what is it within my sphere, but what is what is happening outside, what is happening in the in the industry, what are the what is the research that's going on, what sort of new tools and technologies are being built, and how do I play a part in that? You know, kind of having that growth mindset, always looking, always thinking, always stay curious. Um, she she, that's sort of, you know, her motto. And she kind of, you know, did that. And now she's a program manager at Roku. So she didn't come from a tech background. She's really successful as a program manager. And even now she demonstrates that every day is that growth mindset is how do I get better? What are the things that I should be learning? What are the things that I should be doing to take my, you know, to take my career to the next level?
0: Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing that story and all this information and I know we have tons of questions that we didn't get to because unfortunately we are at time but you know I'm sure we'll have Candace back to dive into this topic a little bit more deeper because there were so many questions we didn't get to and there's I think so yeah. much more information that she has to share yes. so I dropped her um yeah Kara said power to flow let's do this again but for longer I agree um, and so I just want to say thank you so much to everyone on the line today for joining us, whether it's your first time, or your 50th time, I am happy to welcome you and I hope to see you again in another chat. We have tons of amazing stuff happening at Power to Fly. Um, but, and yes, the recording will be available. I just saw a question come in the chat about that. And so, um, thank you to you, Candace, and thank you for your time. And I really look forward to having you back here.
1: Absolutely thank you. It was a pleasure uh, you know i'm always happy to talk about program management always happy to spread the word about program management. This is a role that um, there's so much opportunity in the tech industry there's just so many of these roles that are open right from the junior level all the way up to the executive level and you know the skills that uh, you know skills that you would need as a successful program manager if you master those skills, you can translate that into any other, any other role at the company, I would say, because you're getting an insight working with people across the company, you're getting an insight into the kind of work that different teams do. So there's, um, there's a lot of, uh, lot of value in mastering some of these skills that uh, a program manager would use. And I'm, I'm more than happy to come back and talk more about this um, to, you know, to the group here. Awesome,
0: awesome. So thank you so much, everyone. And I hope you have a safe and a wonderful day. Today is Monday. Yeah. I think it's, oh yes, it is Monday. Okay. Yes. Yes. I hope you have a good week because obviously I'm not doing so hot today, Um, but I hope to see you again in another chat. Thank you so much. Bye. (laughs)